Hey, listeners. Thanks for supporting the show. And I want to talk about a giveaway that we recently did and thank Map360 for sponsoring this part of the show and our digital giveaway that we did have. Uh, the movie is called Dangerous Games, and it stars John Voight and Jonathan Reese Myers. They star in a nail-biting, suspenseful thriller, Dangerous Game, streaming on Redbox, where a family reunion at a remote mansion takes a lethal turn when they are trapped inside and forced to play a deadly survival game where only one will make it out alive. Stream Dangerous Game instantly on Redbox On Demand today. This movie is rated R from Paramount Pictures. So once again, thank you listeners and thank you to Matt360 for sponsoring this portion of the show. Now listeners, we are here to talk about Black Adam, which surprisingly enough was announced all the way back in 2014 that this movie would be happening. That is an incredibly long time. Uh, Usually with that big of a gap between an announcement and the movie actually coming out, you do not um, ever see this movie. So it's actually a surprise. And I've got Harrison and I've got Brandon here today to talk about Black Adam as we've all seen this movie. And one that I was kind of surprised with. So I'm going to be interested to get everybody's thoughts on this. So uh, Harrison, first, I'll say welcome to you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, Brandon, same thing. We uh, we kind of just went and, and saw this movie and uh, I- I'm glad we did. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty fun. So but let's let's talk about Black Adam. I mean, this is going to be completely spoilers for listeners, but. If you've seen anything about this movie, you know that this is a huge like passion project for uh, Dwayne Johnson, a.k.a. The Rock. Uh, he has wanted to play this character and really seemed like he was trying to almost get a stranglehold over the DCE universe and steer these guys in a certain direction. And based on what we saw at the end of this movie, it seems like he's gotten his way. Um, but before we get into all of that, let's just talk about the movie in general. And Harrison, I'll get your thoughts first on this. One of the things that I was surprised the most with, with this movie, and this is the first time we're talking about it. So I'm, I'm going to be really curious to hear your thoughts is for a movie that introduced characters, like there's no setup for these characters. Like if you know the comic books, you know them. I was pleasantly surprised with how I thought this, this movie introduced some of these new characters to the screen, like Dr. Fate and Hawkman. I thought they actually did a really good job. Now, is it perfect? No, it's, it's definitely not perfect, but I, I found myself surprised at how well I actually enjoyed these characters, especially with not a ton of background given on them or any other movie appearances. Yeah, I, I felt the same way. Like when they were introduced, like it was a weird mix in between where I was like, oh, I'm kind of bummed that I'm not getting some type of explanation because I'm, to be totally honest, I'm very unfamiliar with DC, the DC universe outside of like the big ones. You know, um, and so someone like Dr. Fate, completely new to me. Everything about him is brand new. So there's a little bit of like, 
not where I feel like I'm missing out, but it's like, oh, this would have been cooler to know more about him because he's a cool character, if that makes sense. That aside, and that's just like the nerd part of me. That aside, I felt like their introduction was perfect. Like, I felt like they treat us like we're adults who we can understand a character and we don't need our hand held to say everything about them. Like, just introduce them and it, and it totally works. Like, for example, the character of Hawkman, I don't know anything about him, but I feel like I miss nothing about who he is or what he is as a character or his personality or his his character in any way. I felt like I got everything I needed to know about him. Uh, and it was it's impressive how well that works for, for all the characters they're introducing at once without really introducing them. They're just like, here they are. Yeah, Brandon, what are your thoughts on, on, on some of that? Yeah, especially like the hero people. I definitely really liked all the new additions there especially like dr fade they did a really good job with hawkman as well even though i do feel like they maybe should have had something especially with fate beforehand with this movie yeah I, I will say that was one thing and we can discuss that a little bit more in depth but uh dr fade i wish i i think if we would have gotten a little more from him in a previous movie uh what happened in this movie would have been more impactful but I really did enjoy all of these characters. I really enjoyed the the dynamic between Cyclone and Atom Smasher. I thought they were actually like, I I hate to say it, but I thought they were adorable together. Um, you Agreed. know, just I thought their chemistry was really good, and even the chemistry between Hawkman and Black Adam, just like that bravado, like I'm the alpha male in this situation. I thought it was really well done while never feeling over the top. I, I thought that these were both characters that through the writing and through the actions on screen, you could understand why they were both so passionate about what their view was. Uh, normally that can get a little dicey and a little over the top, but I thought they did that really, really well. And for all of the things leading up to this movie, my one thing that I was really worried about is, I mean, there's no denying that Dwayne Johnson is a megastar. He is known the globe wide. Like, I'm sure there's probably not a single person who doesn't know who this is. And that was one of my concerns with this movie was, am I going to see Black Adam or am I just going to see Dwayne Johnson, The Rock? I thought that might be distracting, but again, I was pleasantly surprised with how he portrayed this character. Uh, like I said, it's something that he definitely has a lot of love for. Um, at one point, he did an interview where they asked him if he would want to play any other character in the DC universe because it didn't seem like this movie was going to happen. Um, and he said, thank you, but no, like this is what I want to do. Um, and again, to my surprise, I never felt like I was just watching Dwayne Johnson. I, I thought he did a very good job as Black Adam, uh, in this movie. So again, I'll just kind of keep it in the same order here. Harrison, I'll, I'll let that thought go to you first. Yeah, I, I really agree. Cause I was worried about it as well. Like, for example, I think the best way to explain this is the new Jumanji movies, Part of the reason that they're so good is because it's Dwayne Johnson, like doing his thing in the right. jungle, and it's it's hilarious and it really really works. So I had the same thought, especially because from like the tone that the trailers portrayed, uh, it's kind of a more serious tone. He's not very lighthearted. Uh, 
kind of brooding, getting the absolute anti-hero vibes, you know? Yeah. Uh, like, the what is the, the line that the trailer had? Like, the, the world needed a hero, but they got me instead. You know, right. like, that is... Also in the trailer, like, heroes don't kill people, and he's like, well, yeah. I do. Yeah, so just a very opposite mood from, like, the typical Dwayne Johnson character, at least as of recent that he's been. Uh, so I was a little concerned that, like, it would take me out of it, but I agree. I didn't, like... Even in the moments when I was aware that it was Dwayne Johnson, it was Black Adam. Like, uh, for example, one thing that just always makes me just like really notice it's Dwayne Johnson is like he's just massive. He just is a huge dude. The amount of mass that this man has probably is offsetting gravity. Like, he's ginormous. (laughs) And so those moments when they like used a body double or they CGI'd him or whatever to make him smaller, like... In those moments, I was like, that's not Dwayne Johnson because obvious, you know, like, right, which it wasn't bad. It it didn't take me out by any means. But so then when it goes back to Black Adam, I was expecting like in the moment when it wasn't Dwayne Johnson, I was like, okay, when Dwayne Johnson shows up, it's going to be obvious that it's Dwayne Johnson. When it came back to him, it was like, that's Black Adam. If that makes any sense, um, he really had a presence as Black Adam that to me was like the highlight of the film. Yeah, he definitely felt like his own character, even though they did kind of have, and they did it well, like kind of the Rock's comedy in there. A couple scenes where where they had, I think, so who's going to introduce violence to the kid? Like, they did a good job of having the character separated from the person. Yeah, I, I think that's really well said. And I, I'm glad you mentioned that last part, because this was during the movie, um, I mean, the, the whole movie revolves around Black Adam awakening and, you know, trying to, f- you know, find out what's going on in this world that he doesn't recognize the Justice Society trying to bring him in and then finding out the, you know, the villain, which I, I kind of thought up until the villain reveal, it was a little like I, I thought that was a little weak. I wasn't really impressed with like the uncle or whoever the guy was like whatever relation he was to the family, you know, being in cahoots, which you could see a mile away. Um, that was okay. But when we were watching the movie, I did lean over to Brandon and I said, I'm not really a fan of this kid. Um, there were scenes with the mother and the son where I just, I wasn't super invested. Um, into their characters and what they were doing. Um, I don't know if you guys felt that at all, but also one thing that was like really weird um, towards the end of the movie, I don't know if it was just, they just like, it was just for that day or it it screamed reshoots to me. Um, The, the mom, uh, I, I believe you pronounce her name, Sarah Shahai that looked like a reshoot because her hairstyle in that last 15 minutes of the movie completely changed. Like her hair the entire time was like up and then Harrison, I don't know if you noticed it, but like it was down, it was different colored. Like it, it's like she got it highlighted. Like there was something really weird about the last scenes that she was in, but even without noticing it, I just wasn't really a fan sometimes of her and the son. I, I thought, I don't know. I just, I wasn't, I wasn't sold 
on that, especially that kid being able to get by and like knock down trained soldiers for God's sakes. Yeah. I don't remember exactly the hair thing, but I do remember for like a split second thinking like near the end of the movie, like, is this a new character? Like, did I miss an introduction of someone? Was I not paying attention? And then I realized it was the same person. Uh, and then, so I, I didn't really notice a difference in the hair, just like subconsciously something looked different and it confused me. Um, but as far as that family goes, I felt like, and, and maybe this is different from you. I liked the mom as a character, especially in kind of as a foil to Black Adam, because I don't think that Hawkman was a very good foil. I think he's a good, like, antagonist for a part of the film. But I felt like the character of Adriana was an amazing foil to the character of Black Adam and, uh, like, really grew his character. But the son kind of annoyed me. Unless it was the moments where Black Adam was interacting with him, that was funny because of Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. The kid just kind of annoyed me. Yeah. Brandon, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I agree that the mother was at least... The mother was all right, except for maybe that last scene, because that entire reshoot kind of speculation also explains why that last line is so out of place, that he does things that you can't. <laughs> and But um, I would say the mother was definitely good, but I agree, especially because the kid is halfway through the movie, just a plot point to get different characters to different areas. But my thoughts kind of lie the same with you guys. Yeah. He literally becomes a MacGuffin. You like, you just yeah. helped me realize that <laughs> that's horrible. <laughs> he, re he really does. Um, and I mean, those are really, you know, my, my biggest takeaway from this movie was those are really my only like minor complaints. I, I actually thought this movie was way better than it would have been um, just based on things that I've seen. And one of the, like one of the main things that I thought was incredible, you know, for all the times that we've seen like super speed on the screen and stuff like that, I was very impressed by how they had black Adam, like move from spot to spot when he was showing his speed. I, I thought that was incredibly well done and I also thought, too, that during these fight scenes, it felt heavy-handed. Like, it definitely felt like these were incredibly powerful beings in a way that sometimes I don't think we've seen in these superhero movies. I, I thought they translated that very, very well. Um, that these were two people who were not, like, pulling punches. I, I thought that was really well done when Black Adam was fighting. Yeah, I agree. I I thought that the just the entire design of his movement was really cool and just like portrayed a brutality that most heroes don't have where like this guy just doesn't care. Like he's just going to take you out and you're dead. Yeah, there were some scenes where it was like I I I heard they went through four cuts to get this down to PG-13 and and watching the movie I was like, you know, this is one that it's not like it would need like F-bombs or anything like that or like excessive violence. But I was like, you know, this is one of those movies where I could have seen it being rated R simply for the fact of how he kind of flops people around. And there could have been maybe some benefit to maybe having like some blood or things like that in this movie. Um, I'm not saying it took away from it, 
but I definitely can see where this could have definitely been rated R and again, maybe would have even benefited from that, but still been able to kind of capture kind of the same audience. He does split a guy in half too in the first fight. So that, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, Harrison, any thoughts on that too? Um, yeah, I was just going to say that I, I kind of agree. Like it, it's um, especially because I felt like to some extent his, his violence um, kind of portrayed a character that really would use lose control in anger, and that's why he was dangerous. Like that's kind of the whole idea of why the Justice Society is there is not necessarily that his power is bad, but that his inability to control it in his wrath is dangerous. And and that was how can I say this to mean I could the violence of the character and the action of him moved me towards that idea where I could see it but I had to kind of go the rest of the way on my own. And I think if the film was R, like you were saying, I wouldn't have to go the rest of the way on my own. Does that even make sense what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I think that does. It made it believable that could hook you on to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I I will say that that was, backtracking, you know, to the mom a little bit here, that was one thing that I actually really, I really did like one scene with her where she called the JSA out on their BS, where he's like, where Hawkman's like, we're here to, you know, free, um, how do you, how do you pronounce the city that they're in? That I have no idea. I forgot. <laughs> um, but I like that she called them out. It's like, we've been under this rule for how long now? And all of a sudden you're coming here to, to help us because what you think you're like, where have you been? Like, you don't get to show up and say, Oh, we're here to help you. Like if that's the case, why, why weren't you here years ago? Um, I actually did like that. Cause you don't normally see like, you don't normally see that kind of stuff called out in a movie. And I thought it was refreshing that she basically just called them out on their BS and said, yeah, no, that doesn't make you heroes. Like yeah, you should like have that. been here years ago. Yeah, I wish they would have like kept on with that because they only really had it for that scene mostly. But that really should have been a big kind of theme in the movie. Yeah, I think that could have played up. Um, you know, I, I like to the translation of powers. Like I thought, Adam Smasher looked really good. I mean, we've seen some of this stuff with Ant Man with him growing large, but you know this this team had a really good dynamic together. And for me, and this is why I was saying, I wish maybe we would have gotten at least a movie with him. Um, I really liked Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate. I thought he portrayed the character incredibly well. There's a fun little injustice Easter egg in the movie for his, like his special from the game. Um, That was really cool, but man, his, his translation of powers, I, I again, I'm super impressed with the with the effects that they had in this movie, and I thought Doctor Fate was one of the the huge standouts. Which I still thought his death had impact. Um, I was sad to see him go, and I thought they portrayed it very well. But man, I was sitting there thinking after the movie, like man, can you imagine if we would have gotten him in another movie or a few other projects to just see him more like that? I think that could have hit incredibly hard. Um, 
but I was, I was super impressed with Pierce Brosnan and, you know, it's a double-edged sword because I'm kind of like, oh man, I wish we'd get more of him, but he's, he's dead. So I felt a little cheated to only get him from one movie because man, I, I thought he almost stole the show. Well, Wolverine's dead as well. And you see how that's going. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Harrison, any thoughts on Dr. Fate? Cause I know you said, you know, nothing about him. Yeah. For a character I knew nothing about and really didn't have too many expectations expectations literally the only thing i had was i asked you and rob in our group chat i said like who's this dr fate guy when it was first announced um that he was playing dr fate and you were like it's kind of like dr strange and that was all the expectations i had and he like absolutely intrigued me as a character and pierce bronson was amazing as him and and i felt like him dying was too soon and i also just feel that like as an element in the story it felt very rushed. And I did a mini review of Black Adam on the Basin Binge. And one of the things I said is that it felt like they were trying to tell so many like emotional stories. Like they were trying to tell the story of Black Adam and his grief for his son. And they're trying to tell the story of this mother and her son. And they're trying to tell the story of this this city and how they're rebelling against rule. And they're trying to tell the story of this other guy trying to become like the the devil version of Black Adam. I forget the name of and then you're also trying to tell this story with Dr. Fate and Hawkman. And it, and it felt like they were trying to do so many things that none of them had the momentum that they could have had if they did less. And so his death felt like, not that it fell flat, but it felt like it could have used more to bend, be more impactful. And, and I think something that really could have helped was just having more of him. Like, I, I'm really sad that he's gone. Yeah, even though there is more chances that we can see Dr. Fate, I do wish it was this actor as well. Especially because, like, the end, his last, like, kind of line, where he's like, I've looked in the future all this time and now I see nothing. It still, like, carried some impact. And I was kind of surprised that, like, you kind of felt something for his death when he's introduced in this movie. And now you got to introduce him and three other heroes, and then you got to introduce Black Adam and this entire city. So I feel like they also did a little bit of a good job in like jumpstarting these little character arcs when they also had like fifty other things to do. Yeah, I w- one thing that I wanna I wanna point out too is you know maybe I can get some clarification on this. There were a couple of things that confused me a little bit. One, not so much confused, I just thought it was unnecessary. I thought the reveal, especially because you had the trailers, you know, waiting until the end to have the flip, so to speak, of, you know, it was his son who sacrificed his powers to save his dad and stuff like that. I I didn't think that really added anything at the end of the story. Because they spoil it in the trailers. Yeah, like, I I didn't think that really did anything. And the other thing, too, that I was kind of confused about, because I'm like, so wait a minute. This exists within the footprint of the DCEU, but I was really kind of confused at Amanda Waller's involvement and being the person talking to the JSA like yeah that was weird Nick Fury. yeah like she just based on what we've seen of her it doesn't seem like these groups would be talking to her unless there's something coming that like 
she's had a change of heart or she's, you know, kind of working on the up and like on the up and up now, but it definitely still seemed like throughout the movie, like she still kind of has that suicide squad program. Um, Cause she's running that jail and things like that. But I was just a little confused that she was the one like giving out the orders to the JSA that that was confusing to me. Well, now she's also, if we want to talk about kind of something in the end credit, she's talking to the justice league as well. Yeah. So it's like, she's everywhere now. It's weird. It's a little weird. It's kind of a jump as well. To me, it felt very much like, hey, we're having her here for continuity. Like, right. you literally could have any other character there. So, like, hey, we're, we, this is like the low-hanging fruit. We can put continuity in the DCU by having her here. And it's just stupid. Like, this character would not be involved here. But because she's in the DCU, you're involving her. Right, exactly. And then the other thing, too, that I kind of just, like, at the end of the movie, I laughed at. It felt very dragged out. Was him coming back you know he says the word shazam he gives up his black adam powers to to go into the prison um but him being able to fight off those trained soldiers i thought was goofy it was to me it dragged on because it was like we know you're gonna say the words we know you're coming back like let's get to this part um that felt dragged out to me um Harrison like any thoughts on that like that's that's the only really part where I was like all right we need to let, let's get to the end of this yeah there I had I thought about that and I also had a thought about what you said about like the reveal with his son that I wanted to mention that I just remembered but yeah I, I felt the same thing like the editing was cool and like the slow-mo was fun and it was like you know everybody's got to have their epic montage you know like it's an action movie it's almost like required but it did just feel like he's not not gonna make it like he's gonna he's gonna get out so just let him get out so we can get back to it like what it's a waste of time get on with your life yeah i also love how he's still big (laughs) yeah yeah he's supposed to be like this this former slave from like the 1200s and he's still absolutely massive compared to these bodyguards here yeah that is a good point yeah, he definitely. I did like though how you know, for when he when he speaks the words again and becomes Black Adam, I did like how they hid this in the trailer that he finally does get his black and gold suit. I I like I like that that we got that reveal. Um I did kind of chuckle though with the fan four stick kind of ending where they don't actually speak his name in the movie. Yeah. And then they yeah. just, they just <laughs> cut to black. I was like, what a cliche ending there. Like, I that, know, seriously. Like, that really reminded me of, of the, you know, the newest Fantastic Four movie that oh, yeah. absolutely it's bombed. Um, but other than, you know, other than that, I was like, yeah, like, this, this movie ended. And I, I've seen reviews for it where, you know, Rotten Tomatoes is, is not good. And Harrison, you and I have talked about how Rotten Tomatoes is not the end all be all for everything. But, you know, I also saw that it got, and this is just, you know, my perspective, you know, it gets a five. They say it's very mediocre. And again, I'm not saying that this absolutely shocks the world or anything like that, 
but I definitely didn't think it was mediocre. It it gave me building blocks that I sat there and said, "Okay, um, let's let's see here. Like it's been a while since I felt we've had a good DCEU movie. Um, I thought this was one of them. Now." You know, I, I guess we'll see what is going to to happen because one, we know that he he's announced it. It's in this movie. Henry Cavill is back as Superman. Um, we know that, but also now there is a rumor that Ben Affleck has also signed for a Batman trilogy. That that is happening. Um there's reports left and right on that now. So I'm curious to where the DCEU DCEU is going to go. Um, But I definitely didn't think this movie was, was mediocre and we can kind of get into that a little bit more when we actually give our review scores. But um, I mean, let's, we can give our thoughts on Harrison. I'll let you go first. I mean, Superman is back and this is not, he has said, what you saw was the tip of the iceberg, and I, I'm curious what are your, what are your thoughts on that? Because I do like him. I think you know he's been given a bad rap. This kind of makes me want to go back and rewatch Man of Steel um, just to kind of see what I think of that movie again because it's been forever. But what are your thoughts on you know Henry being back in the fold? Confirmed. I am stoked about him. Now, this entire approach that, like, the DCEU is going to get better by going backwards, I think is hogwash. Like, that's not how it's going to get better. I mean, not that it needs to get better. Like, it's fine. The The films that have been made recently, Aquaman, for example, um, the Batman, whatever's happening with that, if it's even connected, Joker, even here with Black Adam, like, it's not to a point where it, like, needs saving. Even Zack Snyder's Justice League, which they're moving on from, like, these are well-made, competent films that are good enough, like, and that's not a bad thing. And so there's, like, this, I don't know, like, this idea that the DCU will get better by bringing people back. Um, which I think is hogwash. But that aside, Henry Cavill coming back, I like, could not be more excited for it, especially because if you're going to make him as the opponent to Black Adam, you need someone who can kind of go toe-to-toe with Dwayne Johnson physically. Like, you can't have Dwayne Johnson up there and then have whatever the guy's name was who originally played Superman in, like, the early 90s, whatever his name was. Like, that, dude, it, yes, that, like, that just wouldn't look dumb. And so Henry Cavill has... The, like the physical portrayal of Superman, which I'm extremely excited for. Um, and, and like similar to, to Dwayne Johnson, he brings across an excitement about this character that he has within himself. Like, like he, this is a passion project. Like you said, Henry Cavill does the same thing with Superman for me, even if he's in a bad project, like even in Josh Whedon's justice league, he brings across an excitement about the character. Yeah. I always felt like he deserved a, kind of second chance with everything because everyone kind of knows about Warner Brothers now and whatever is going on. I guess mostly we have to wait for the Flash to really know where any of this is going. But Yeah, that's true. What the heck is going to happen with that? <laughs> yeah, but like I feel like he should get a second shot at being Superman, even though Warner Brothers was clear to let him out. I mean, they were going to do headless Superman before September. So 
Yeah, I mean, that that scene, which is crazy, like, I mean, you talk about Zero Hour. Um, that scene was shot in September. So the, oh, dang. the powers that be were still very iffy on bringing him back. And this is something that, you know, Dwayne Johnson fought for. And, you know, Harrison, I think you made a good point. Like, going backwards might not be the way, but I, I think... I don't know if people, you know, maybe people don't see it as going backwards. I certainly see why that can, you know, be the thought process. I think people maybe want to see these guys actually like maybe get closure because with everything that, you know, it, it just like out of nowhere, everybody was excited for the solo Ben Affleck movie with Deathstroke. Oh my God, this looks like it's going to be great. Listen to some of what the the story is going to be. And then Justice League comes along and like everything just goes to absolute hell. Then there's rumors that they're replacing Batman and Superman in the Justice League with super with Supergirl and, and Batwoman. And just like there was so much uncertainty about what was going on that I think people might just be excited that it seems like these characters, which, you know, I thought they, I thought they had good things. Like regardless of what you think of the movies, I thought, you know, universally Ben Affleck was praised in um, Batman V Superman, like absolutely praised as Batman and as Bruce Wayne. I, you know, Henry Cavill was praised as Superman, you know, just like his portray of the character, regardless of if you agreed with some decisions or not. And then, yeah, it was like, well, the flash is resetting everything. Where does the Batman stand in? And there's still some questions, but you know, I, even if it's not for multiple, multiple movies, I would like them to maybe at least get somewhat of a consistent project under their belt where there's not a million different things going on. I agree. Like I, it is nice to know, especially in the culture of the MCU, it's nice to know what's going on. And it's mm-hmm. nice to know that there's a general direction to things. And, and I think that, that taking characters that had good stories and had good actors associated with those stories, like Ben Affleck, I agree. He he was, he was remarkable as Bruce Wayne and Batman. I thought, yeah, and, tie and that, that up. I would appreciate that. And then that first Justice League movie came out. And it was like, what happened uh, to this character? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So um, I've, I've never seen from like, like I probably have, but it was so amazing. The change from one movie to the next of people being like, he was the best thing about the movie too. God, his character sucks. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so, you know, certainly I think it's interesting, but. Uh, any last thoughts on the movie overall before we just, you know, we give our overall review on it? Can we talk about that last scene with the mother? Because, like, I know me and you joked about it, where they're all together and Pac-Man's talking to Black Adam. Oh, her... How it's like, it feels like she missed out on, like, half of the movie. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think what Brandon's referring to is you know, that line where she does, it, you're referring to the line where she's like, his darkness yeah. allows him to do things that you can't like, yeah, that what the heck was like, that line? Well, Ever. that felt like that should have come way, way before, like way before in the movie. And I, I think 
to me, that felt like something that would have been said in the beginning. And then as the movie went on, she would have realized like, Hey, you can do good, but like you do at some point, like have to tone it down. Like, I, I I think that would have been inherited. I think you like alluded to that. I think that could have been a little bit more interesting, but yeah, like that just felt really weird and out of place in that scenario. That line happened and we both looked at each other. I go, did she just miss? I was like, did she like not catch on? Like have like (laughs) 15 minutes of this movie? (laughs) Yeah, I, I, that was like way out of nowhere. And, And it was like, they like totally went back on the story that they had been telling, like the character arc, like, yeah, yeah. He, he d- like his darkness does let him be and do things a certain way, but like so much of this film has been his growth beyond that. And then you're going to just like, psych, forget all that. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I thought it was super awkward. Yeah, it, again, that's, that's why it felt like there were reshoots and they didn't like actually go back. Like they reshot it and added dialogue, but then didn't really remember what came before that. Because yeah, the 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 arc for his character at least in this movie was by the end of it like okay i don't have to just kill everybody like yeah the the demon god you had to but yeah it just it it felt weird it felt out of place um but again it it certainly wasn't anything to ruin the movie just incredibly odd yeah i i felt like it just did not didn't fit at all it was totally out of the left field the the other complaint that i had about this movie that that you mentioned that i wanted to comment on is is why did they take so long to to reveal that it was his son that sacrificed Mm -hmm. his powers for him like because i knew that it wasn't like i knew that he wasn't like a copy paste black version of shazam like that is that is not a child who becomes an adult hero like i i knew that um but when it started and it was the kid who was the hero, I was like, oh, that's interesting. How are we going to get to where we're going to get to? Like, I was intrigued for that story. But then it just took so long that I was like, by the time it finally came around, I was like, oh, you remembered that you were telling the story. Uh, so it's not necessarily that I think they shouldn't have done it. I just felt like it was like unnecessarily dragged on, especially with the trailer. Like if the trailer was something totally different, maybe, but. But knowing what you know going in, it feels dragged out. Yeah. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. So uh, we will we'll move on. We'll close out this recap here with our Popcorn Time review. Uh, popcorn Time is one to five buckets of popcorn. You can use halves if you need to. Um, but I, I'm going to go first. And we we do one to five. And I am going to actually give this surprisingly I, I really did not think i was going to not after i watched it but before I, I didn't imagine myself liking this movie as much as i did and this is a three and a half buckets for me i i liked the action for the most part i liked the story i thought the jsa was done well i was surprised at the chemistry between the team i was surprised how you know minus the doctor fate thing how well I thought I already knew these characters just based on the interaction. They gave you just enough to know what they're about and I didn't need anything more. So uh, I'm going to give this three and a half and I'll let Brandon go next and Harrison, I'll let you close out the, uh, 
the review portion. I would probably give it the same score, just three and a half. It was a very, it was a solid movie. Nothing amazing, but definitely not a five out of ten. I was pretty confused about that, but surprised we haven't mentioned like the soundtrack or the comedy yet. That's something I really liked, but everything except for like the licensed music, I felt was very good and very fitting and also just some of the comedy like who's going to teach the child violence or you know Dwayne Johnson just you have a scene in the house and he just barrels through a wall that I thought that was like pretty like actually natural funny without somewhat trying to be yeah good point yeah I I will say that I'm kind of sad we haven't mentioned that either because like the soundtrack like the score, I thought was phenomenal. Like really, really good. So I'm, I'm surprised I haven't mentioned. And the humor, like it wasn't to the point where it was annoying. Like Thor: Love and Thunder. I'm looking at you. <laughs> like it wasn't like it was trying to be funny all the time by inserting a goat scream. Like it, it the humor, like life isn't funny all the time. But there are moments, especially in like social misunderstanding, that create humor. And like if you're gonna have a character from like before Egypt. There's going to be social misunderstanding, and they use that to create good humor. So I like that. So good point. Now mentioning those things that I liked, I will give it three buckets. I give it just a good three. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, how can I say this the right way? I went in with really, really high expectations. I have no idea why. Like I was like expecting it to be amazing, and then like five minutes, and I'm like, why do I think that? Like this isn't <laughs> this isn't going to be a five out of five. Um. And then, so like, I my expectations got really low, and then I listened. I was like, "Oh yeah, that was like better than what I expected the bad version of it to be." Uh, so it was like a weird in between my really high expectations and my bad expectations I had in like the first ten minutes of the movie. Uh, so I liked it. I, I felt like for an introduction to the character and the JSA, it did a really, uh, really, really good. And I'm excited for what comes next. Like, like the the exciting thing about superhero movies, I will say at this point, is that we have actors bringing characters that are really fun to life that just makes me want to be with these characters and these actors like moon knight for example or uh miss marvel and dwayne johnson as black adam is one of those characters and i'm like you know what just give me more of him yeah no i i think this gave us a nice uh like appetizer so to speak that makes me want to see this character more especially you know with what seems like is on the horizon, I, I think they they offered a great roadmap to start where this character could go. Um, I was pleasantly surprised because I really the weeks leading up to this, I before even reviews came out, I was not really anticipating it. I I didn't even think I was going to go see it until I was just like, eh, you know what? I'm off the day that it like I'm off like let's just go to the movies and, and check this out. Like I'm sure I have gone and seen worse on opening day. I mean, I've gone and seen underworld blood wars on, on opening <laughs> day. so, um, you know, I, I've certainly spent money on worse films, um, than black Adam. So I, I definitely enjoyed it and look forward to seeing what else we get. So, Listeners, thank you so much for joining us with this episode. Harrison, Brandon, thank you guys for joining us. All of the notes for the basement binge will be inside um, the, sh the, the info from this review and how you can connect with the basement binge and check out those episodes, including a mini review uh, that Harrison mentioned on Black Adam. 
So that'll do it for this review of Black Adam. And thank you for joining. And we'll see you very soon at Mac Goes to the Movies.